If we're playing, I get the Packers. You can't. I, I'm, I'm the Green Bay guy. I doesn't matter. I call dibs. You gotta be kidding me, Justin. You're killing me. Wherever it stops. Oh my God. Stop. Oh! You ready to lose? Who is that? You have no idea who that is. You shouldn't even be the Packers. <laughs> Jesse, you don't have Greg Jennings. You realize that, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it would be great if I did, but... It would be. But then I wouldn't throw to him, not once. He's just taking shots at me right now, man. And realistically, you should beat me. If you don't beat me, that's oh, embarrassing. That's here embarrassing here if you go, don't win nice. this. Oh! 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 Damn. Damn. I opened my mouth way too early. This is a game for you. This is my life. Oh my god. Oh my god. Jesse. This is too easy. This is too easy. Give me that. Give me that. No. Give me that. What is he doing? Oh. What are you doing? Look, I'm going to be honest. This really hurts that I'm doing this because it's against the Packers and <laughs> this is very disrespectful. You got to force pressure. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what do you think here, Jesse? You think you got any offense? I think I got it on this one. Did you, you haven't completed a pass or anything yet, right? Nope. Oh! Oh! Whoop! Springer, whoop! Oh, Devontae Adams, he puts the team on his back. Man, I'm the only one that put the team on my back, though. You don't even say it right. Put the team on his back, though. All right, that's, that's my bad on that yeah, one. Man, don't disrespect nah, me. Right, I, I'm, I apologize. Yeah, you should. What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleanX.com. Today, special guest next to me, Gray Jennings, NFL football player, two-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. That's right, man. So today, I want to talk about, a lot of times people say, hey Jeff, show us what you do with your athletes. Can I see a workout that you might do with an athlete? And we do a lot of different things that don't necessarily always make them their way onto YouTube, but I thought today's a great opportunity, and it's also going to underscore another point. We're doing a dynamic lower body workout today, meaning training for power, training for explosiveness. Greg retired from the NFL. Why is he still doing things to work on explosiveness, speed, power? I don't know. We know why, because I say all the time, if you want to look like an athlete, you got to train like an athlete. Guys, there's no reason why even if you're not being paid to be a professional athlete, you might be sitting there right now saying, I've never been a pro athlete and I don't want to be one. Well, it doesn't mean that you don't have to train like one and that you can't benefit from training like one. And for Greg, like doing this is certainly helping him to maintain a lot of the athleticism and, and strength and power he had built over his entire life, building up to that point to be the best that he was in the game. So we're going to do that today. All right. So we're going to take you through guys a little bit, just peek behind the scenes what we're doing here. It starts with a warm up. Here, nice and easy. What I try to do, I'm going to kind of walk you through why I do what I do. Um, we're just going to start with some leg swings, all right? We're going to go across the body, and you're going to basically point your toe towards Jesse at that side, and then kind of point toward the door on that side, all right? And as you do it, I'll kind of explain what you're looking for. We're going to obviously work both legs. But we're getting rotation of the hip here that's up in the air, right? Because he's pointing here, so he's internally rotating, he's pointing here, he's externally rotating. So we're not just getting ab and adduction, but we're getting the rotation too. 
But look what, what's happening here at this hip. This hip is also going through a lot of rotation, right? Because as he opens up out there, he gets external rotation. As he comes across his body, he gets internal rotation here too. And then each time, just try to like, just let the leg swing. You do it for about 30 seconds. And then switch. Now you put the plant down on the other leg. And you go across. Always easier on the second leg than it was on the first because you've actually gotten some of those benefits over there. But just looking to sort of open up those hips, kind of let the momentum take over and allow you to get into ranges that you didn't really have a minute ago. Now let's just go straight back, forward and back. Now we're working more hamstrings and hip flexors. So right in that sagittal plane here. There you go. And again, just the, the goal here is just to be free and loose. If, it was, if we were doing something for the shoulder here, we call them the pendulum exercises. We're just trying to let the weight of our arm actually take us through. Here it's just letting the weight of your leg swing in. Good, and then other side. Forward and back, there you go. Really trying to loosen up the hip flexors. Try to minimize, try not to turn too much in this direction, there you go. So don't open up with the hip, because if you do, you'll get less hip flexor, and you start to get kind of cheated. So you leave it there so you get the hip flexor being stretched out in the front. Next thing we do is just, we want to start, we're going to be squatting here, um, box squatting. So what we want to do is just sort of open up the hips a little bit more as it would relate to a squat. Stay right about next to the band. Squat down, open the hips up this way, try to keep them open. Keep your head here, slide under, and then to the other side, all right? Down, step through and down here. Try to keep it open, slide under, and come through. So now we're gonna work on a little bit of the hip flexion with some depth. So under, there you go. Slide and come up, good. Down, open, slide, there you go. One of the things that kills me is how long people take to warm up. Like I think there's definitely an overdoing of warm ups these days that's taking away from some of the benefits of the actual workout. When that warm-up starts to become its own workout, you got problems. So now the first thing that we do is the box squat. And we're doing it, again, this is a dynamic effort day. So what we're looking for is explosivity. I'm not trying to max you out. I'm not trying to uh, weight you too heavily so that you can't get speed in your lift. To me, the most important thing is speed. So you wanna get underneath here. Come on, you can work your way in and I'll explain it. And we're gonna get into this position where we set up a box that's low enough to allow you to get to parallel and break parallel. The bands here are gonna provide that additional resistance at the top. So you come down to the box, pause briefly, and then explode up, boom, just like that. We go for three high quality repetitions here. Down, each one focused on speed, just like that. Down, nice, nice, keep the head up, boom, and then rack it. So the point here is that these bands, as I mentioned, are gonna be providing resistance at most when they're most stretched, which is at the top. You're strongest at the top of this movement. So they're kind of working with the strength curve of the exercise. You're weakest at the bottom, you're strongest at the top. These are gonna actually parallel that strength curve. But more importantly, they're, they're kind of, I like the fact that they give you this external feedback that you're trying to explode up against. Right, you know that they're kind of loose down here, you gotta explode up against that resistance and you can feel it. So this is, the, the, the weight that we choose here is basically about a combined weight of around 60% of your max. So we're talking about, uh, let's say around a 300 pound squat, 185 pounds would be about, 180 pounds would be about where we wanna be. This is 135 pounds here of weight with an extra resistance of about 50 pounds from the bands. All right, so we have this system weight here of about 180, but remember, it's, it's only that at the very top, not at the bottom. Switch that if I wanted to go lighter weight. With heavier bands? With heavier bands. You could, you could. You're gonna get a different feel because obviously at the bottom, it's going to be lighter at the bottom again, 
right? Because when once the bands get unstretched, you're going to be at your lowest point at the bottom. So if you did that, just realize that your the total weight of the system is going to be a lot less at the bottom than it is at the top. This is about precision and execution. So you're trying to get multiple efforts here, like six to eight sets of these three repetitions, always high quality. So yep, so you're set up just as you normally would. You can see the depth there is great. Explodes up. Boom. Reset. And power up. There you go. Good. Like, you feel it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We don't necessarily train with real speed if we're not intentionally seeking it out. It's one of those things that I think our body tends to sort of coast and get through a movement unless it specifically knows what it is we're trying to accomplish. Here you know your goal is accelerate this thing as fast as possible. That's going to help to recruit type 2 muscle fibers much more effectively than it would just at a normal pace squat. So even that in and of itself is a unique training stimulus that you're not necessarily accustomed to. Now you, you obviously are accustomed to this type of training being a, an NFL player, but you know this speed and power is something that a lot of guys out there they overlook and it applies to everybody. Everybody can benefit from applying acceleration to their list. Explode up. Nice. It's perfect. Good stability at the top. Nice. Perfect. So it's no surprise, obviously, with Greg, like, you know, stability is one of his uh, attributes. Like, you have good balance, good stability. When you come up to the top, you're still stable. A lot of times people come up and they'll be shaken because they, they, they couldn't handle the acceleration of the rep. Right, so what you want to do is you want to make sure that when you're doing it, it's not just about the speed, but that you're always controlling what you do as well. The next part is unilateral. I think is, is critical to everybody. I talk about it all the time, the benefits of unilateral leg training and how they need to be worked into a complete lower body training program. We, people will oftentimes do a front foot elevated dumbbell Bulgarian split squat. So we grab some dumbbells here and then they put their front foot up in this way here. And then what they're saying is that, oh, I can get down deeper in this because I, my knee is not hitting the floor here, so I'm going deeper. But the problem is, in this particular setup, where am I going from here? If I go up and I stay over the front leg, which is where you should stay to work this front leg, look at how much range of motion I got. Like, I'm stopping just a little bit above 90 degrees. I'm down, so I'm pretty deep, but then I'm getting only here. The other thing that people will do is they'll be here and then they'll make the cardinal sin of actually pushing backwards. And I'm going to have you try it. There is nothing being done by my leg right here. Nothing. I mean, it can lift it up. There's no work being done. So when they do this and then they come back, once I push back off of that front toe from here on out, there's no work being done by that front knee at all. So straight down. You feel a much bigger stretch on that hip flexor. But if you stayed over there, that's all you got, right? You're done out of range of motion if you stay over this leg. It's doing all the work, but there's not a lot of range on that. So now do what people do is they kind of push that one. It's gone, right? Yeah. Gone. You can get the best of both worlds. You don't have to compromise on one or the other. And the way you do it is you just put the box out in front of you, step up on here, come back here. Now, you obviously need good balance. A lot of people, when they just do this exercise at all, they kind of wobble and teeter a lot. So they would kind of feel like they're losing their balance. If that's who you are, Maybe don't put it up on a box and don't do this exercise yet because you don't have the balance and you have further the fall, okay? But if you have good balance, there's no difference here. This is like being on the floor, right? So what I do is I come straight down and now I get that extra benefit of having that knee be able to drop lower than the box, which would simulate where they would have stopped at the floor. 
So I have that extra range of motion and I accelerate up. Now I'm able to stay over this leg, make this leg do the work and not have to compromise on that depth or not have to compromise on the range of motion like we were having to do before. So I'm down, I get that stretch and then boom, explode out of there. Down, kind of load that stretch and then explode out. Good, straight down, get that stretch. You can see that knee's lower than it would be. Come straight up. Now you feel you're over that leg but it's doing all the work. Yeah, just like that, it's perfect. And you feel stable here? Mm -hmm. Yeah. More in that hypertrophy range, not necessarily in the low two or three explosive reps, but here we're looking to kind of get like in the eight to 10 range. We were talking about high school football before and how we were judged on what we were able to lift and where we stood on the depth chart. <laughs> Good. Nice. Woo! <laughs> so you can put those right here. So isn't that true? Like back, back in the day, it is. you show up you know, as, a, as a junior and if you increased your bench by 40 pounds and your squat by 40 or 60 pounds, like the coaches are, oh, he's been working hard. You kind of work your way around the depth chart, you know? So at the NFL level, that doesn't really apply so much. No, <laughs> unfortunately. How you perform on the field is really what matters the most. How you position your body in space is going to have a, a, a distinct determination on what muscles are working. So the same movement pattern can be changed in a slight way to make a whole other set of muscles take over for what we're doing. So if we did that the way we're just doing it upright, we're loading the quads primarily, the front side anterior chain muscles. If I got in this setting now away from the box and I get down here like this, and instead of being nice and upright, if all I did was just angle my body like that, right? From here to here. And we're not lifting with the low back. This is not a low back strain. I'm just in this position here. Now when I come down to the ground, I'm right here, basically like a sprinter getting ready to take off. By being in this position like that, I've now loaded my glutes. I've shifted most of the load from the quads to the backside to the glutes. So I'm here, now I just come straight up from there, okay? Down, up, down, up. Leave your arms here, let them lead the way. Straight down like, there you go. Feel how that lit that up now? Yes. So like you're, in a, you're like a sprinter getting ready to take off. Hold it there for a second on the bottom. Hold it right there. Hold it, now explode. So we just taken that load from the quads and put it around to the backside. And that's what a lot of people don't have. They don't have the glutes at attention wanting to contribute in that bottom position. A lot of times it's the quads that want to kick in and do all the work. The glutes are literally designed to help you get out of the bottom of this position, to get out of the bottom of a squat, to perform from the bottom of your offensive lineman or defensive lineman down from a stance to get out explosively. Use them, train them. Watch that. Look at this. See? It is real. It is, it is real. <laughs> it's real. So, so the reason why that works the way it is is like if I were just gonna just react to what I do to you, right? If I were to push you that way, right? And if I were to push you this way, you know, certain things happen like that at a moment's notice. And what's happening is when I pushed you this way, you kind of went like that. And the reason why that's happening is you're falling backwards. You're going in that direction. Your body knows it's got to try to do anything it can to almost grab your shirt and pull you this way. And what it does is the toes came up because those anterior tibs are trying to fire on this side of your body. Your quads tighten, your abs tighten. That's why you kind of folded forward. All the muscles here are trying to do this. 
contract and pull you this way. When I went this way and I pushed you, you went up on your toes because your calves, backside muscles here are trying to contract. Your low back, your arms kind of went back this direction, direction to try to get your back involved. All those muscles are trying to do that sort of breaking effect of pulling you like this, even your glutes contract. If we know that's the case, we can craft that into the exercises we do by changing your posture ahead of time. Getting you to lean forward is gonna load those glutes the way that they do, so that they know that, like we know we can get them to fire. Uh, no one thinks like that in their training, but you. <laughs> well, This I, is why you do what you do. I do think that, I've said it a lot of times, like it's, it, people are like, well, make, you know, be less, of a, be less of a PT and more of a strength coach or more of a strength coach or less of a PT, whatever it is. Like that's not really, I think, the way your brain should think. I think you should, if you're both, you should think both ways. And I think when you can think both ways, that's when you get the best of both worlds and you can blend them together. And I think that's where the best results lie anyway, you know, instead of being so dogmatic about one thing. We can jump straight up here. We can jump horizontally for, for distance with broad jumps, or we could do what we say COD, sort of change of direction jumping, which means I can actually jump and change direction at the same time. Obviously, as an advanced athlete, like. I know you can handle the COD stuff. Sometimes people could just do straight up and down or even some of the, the distance stuff. So for this, what I want you to do is I want you to start down here and basically work on that explosiveness. So you're down, up into that position here, but you're still loaded. And then from here, I could just jump and turn. That's the COD work, all right? So a quick little hop from there to your feet. There you go, yep, perfect. And there's the, and there's the twist. So again, this is about precision of effort. So it's not about going until exhaustion and getting sloppy. You regroup, you're ready, boom, up, twist, nice. You're just trying to extract high effort and high quality out of the work that you do. It's not about going and breaking your ball so hard that you want to kind of, when you leave the gym, that feeling of like, man, I'm so done, you know? This shouldn't give you that feeling if you've done this right. That's cool because a lot of times, like naturally when you train, you can't, find it, and what I mean by find it is you can't correlate that body part that you need mm -hmm. to feel or fire mentally because you're so overworked with the weight. Right. But with these weights, I can find it a lot easier because the weight isn't the issue, that's not my primary focus. There's a place for just getting strong and being able to lift weight and move weight off of you. As a matter of fact, even at your position, there was a benefit for you being able to get people off of you and create distance and separation at the right time. But then there's a whole other side of it of being precise and controlled to be able to run a route, to be able to ca catch a ball along the sidelines and be very precise and, and, and have con body control. So it, it's everybody, again, I say it's for you and I have you here demonstrating, but it's literally for everybody. Everybody can benefit from strength and control. And it's just really the holy grail of, of training. Good. So what we do here is we would take it the same way we kind of treated our, our box squat. You go higher on the sets, six, seven, eight sets. You're going lower on the repetitions here. You just want to make sure that every single rep you do is quality and, and, and built for performance. If face pulls are my absolute must for any upper body work, then a pull through is sort of the equivalent for the lower body. And the reasons why are because I don't think you could ever train your glutes enough. The glutes are one of those muscles that get ignored or even when they get trained, they get overshadowed because so many other muscles want to do the work for them. A lot of times the hamstrings try to do the work of the glutes, which leads to hamstring injuries. So what we do is we, we set up something here for the pull through. And the pull through, I have two ropes that I use here. 
So now the problem with this is I recommend two ropes for face pulls. So if someone at the gym is doing the same thing that you're doing here, you guys are gonna be fighting for ropes because I don't know how many they have. But <clears throat> you grab your two ropes here, you step away, all the way out here, all right? Now, this is obviously pulling my hands. Like if I were to let go here, it's just gonna pull my hands all the way back through as far as I can go, right? So of course you don't wanna be in this posture here. You wanna set up in an athletic posture so you get your low back uh, in, in less of a rounded position. And you let your hands though, sink back beneath you here. Head is up in this position. It's really an athletic position here. Then all I do to bring my hands back, I don't pull through. All I do is I just squeeze right from the glutes like that. And then when I go back, I just let the rope take me back where it's gonna go. And what it does is it's naturally causing, look at my hips, a hip hinge, right? Just natural hinge. I'm not having to force that or work on that. Down and then up, squeeze. The angle of my body will actually stay the same. I'm not doing this and then coming up and trying to thrust it forward. I'm just coming from this angle that I established and I'm coming straight up like that. Down, straight up, but all the work is done by the glutes. And since you got stronger legs than me, we're going heavy on that. So grab those, walk yourself out, keep going, there you go, I put it heavy. All right, so now, angle here, this is tight. Just let yourself drop straight down. You'll see the hands, let them go back, there you go. Now, all you're gonna do is stay from here, there you go, all right, come straight up, like that. Now let it just drop, right from here, okay? and then drive through the glutes only. There, feel it? All right, so right there, squeeze from the glutes only, perfect. So you're not pulling with the arms, that's not doing any of the work, you're just pulling straight through the glutes. And you can see each time, kind of almost getting a little bit deeper, that's perfect. And the hinge, this is what we're training, the hinge. So I think it's really important to train a hinge movement, you know, regardless of what it is, in your lower body days, especially on this kind of lower dynamic work for the purpose of getting additional glute work. It's great, great. And you don't feel any of these other muscles doing the work for you, you just kind of feel the glutes doing the, the work, right? One more. Interesting. I've never done this before. Yeah? And it's almost like Similar to a kettlebell swing, mm -hmm. but it's more stress and emphasis holding on that glue. Right, right. At the bottom of it. Yeah. Because you can't pause a kettlebell. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Yeah. And so that I think is is one of the benefits. Is like it's not just getting you into the hinge, but it kind of reinforces the hinge, and it teaches you how to come out of the hinge only one way with your glutes doing the driving of the work. Now kettlebell swing is gonna do the same thing. Whether I bring it back and hike it back, I'm still into a hinge here, but when I get out of it, you know, a lot of people like try to swing it up. It's not, it's really not a swing. The, the, the kettlebell should ride up on the hips. It should come up on the hips. I see people do kettlebell swings only out to here. That's fine if that's all their arms are going. They're riding the wave of the glute activation. They're not pulling it up like that. And people that go all the way up to the top, it's not that there's, not a secondary benefit to that. Anything where you raise your arms up like this could work your lower traps as well, which is good posturally for building some strength in your upper back. But you have to understand that's the purpose that you're trying to do it for. If you're just doing it because you're trying to cheat the swing, then it's not necessarily helping you out. So the good thing would be that a good transition from the pull through 
will be to actually work to a more explosive environment of that as your, as your kind of power, power movement for that exercise. There's a place in everybody's training for this type of training. I don't care if you're an athlete at the top level or if you've never played you know, a sport in your entire life. There's benefits, to, it's more than just a slogan. If you want to look like an athlete, you got to train like one and training explosively has its benefits even in terms of how your physique looks overall and the development of your physique because you're, you're training muscle fibers that may not be getting trained optimally the way you're training right now. Especially if you choose the same exercise all the time, perform them in the same way and never really introduce new stresses to your body. So hopefully you get an appreciation for that from this and you'll go try some of this stuff. And as, as we saw, it definitely is real. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. So you'll feel it. But again, this should feel kind of like a good thing. It's like a recovery an active recovery day almost in between some of your harder, heavier sessions and there's a place for those as well. So guys, if you're looking for our complete programs where we put it all together step by step, they're all over at athletenext.com. If you haven't already done so, make sure you click subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a video when we put one out. And finally, guys, leave your comments, let me know what I'm gonna cover. If you wanna see more workouts like this, make sure you just tell me about what you wanna see and I'll do my best to do them for you in the days and weeks ahead. Greg, as always, thank you.